hello there. You listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, androids, lightsabers, pod racing, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, a young Jedi master from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly, an Apple fanboy seduced by the dark side of the Force. Today is Friday, the 13th of December 2013, and this is episode 54, our Star Wars holiday special. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. And unlike the real holiday special, this one's not hard to find. Wait, why? What? 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 what real holiday special? Well, see, there you, now I'm enlightening you with this. There's a Star Wars holiday special that was oh, like... Oh, is there? Yes, you know, it's, it's, it was one of those, like made-for-TV type specials, but with all the Star Wars characters. Oh, dear. And George yeah. Lucas has pretty much disowned it. And you, you can only find it, like, on VHS <laughs> and in back alleys and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that it sounds terrible. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of Star Wars. And that sounds like the worst. <laughs> the worst possible thing ever in existence. Uh, I'm glad that it's hard to find because I'm not going to make the effort to get, try and find it. <laughs> And yeah, you mean we're not gonna, gonna ha- we're not gonna have there. a Star Wars holiday special special? <laughs> it's the Star Wars ho- holiday special holiday special. special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to put this in context, right? Uh, in the last few weeks, over the last few weeks, uh, you and I have both watched uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, aka episodes four through six. Correct. It was. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I left it right up until the last minute. I finished the third one this afternoon before we recorded, <laughs> um, which is... Uh, Star Wars, to me, is... It, it's one of those movies where I'm not, I'm not really that into it. I know you are, and I know plenty of people are, but it was kind of that... Th- that I had that feeling where it was just like... Oh, I don't want, I don't want to watch it. I want to I want to do something else. <laughs> but <laughs> but I left myself no choice. Why am I here to do this holiday special? Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh look, I, th- I don't think this really needs to be said. There will probably be spoilers. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes. If, if you haven't seen the movies that came out in, what what was it, uh, 77, 81, 83, I think, something like that? Uh, something like that. Yeah, if, if you've been living under a rock for 20 years or 20, 30 years, you, you may want to go watch the movies and come back and listen. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's It'll be worth your while, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. That's not really a... It's not really a thing that I can suggest that you go and do, but you know, if you want to listen to this podcast, then this ep- podcast episode and not be spoiled, then it's probably a good idea for you to have watched Star Wars. And I'll be honest, most of the spoilers have probably been uh, like they've 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 since entered into pop culture now. So, like most people know uh, all the surprises that are that come up in uh, throughout the movies, um, of which I can think of two at this stage. Is one of them Luke? I am your father. Yes. And the other one, and then Leia. I am your sister. Uh, I am your brother. I think. Oh yeah, yeah true. More, well, yeah. My, I think my my version <laughs> makes it much more interesting. I, I don't know. He he might be her sister, and there's this whole other arc that we haven't seen. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going to explore in the new movies. Yes. <laughs> he comes out, guys. I've I've made a life decision, and I, I need you guys to support me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure that I want to see Mark Hamill in a dress, (laughs) but uh, I'd I'd watch that probably, (laughs) maybe. So I don't don't want to see it, but you know I'm willing to see where they take it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good good times. Ah, so um, Star Wars, I think, is is a movie that is like 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 we were just saying. It's in like it's part of pop culture now. Like it's so. it's so integrated into everybody's lives. Like it's, it's, it's very, very 
unlikely that you will come across anybody who doesn't know who you know Darth Vader is and you know the first thing that you think of when you think of stormtroopers uh these days is the ones from Star Wars not the ones from you know Nazi Germany right uh <laughs> um and you know there's there's that whole thing and you know people know what a lightsaber is and it it doesn't really it is it's pushed itself into the the social consciousness of everybody um i think i think that's i think that's fair to say it's and it's definitely an important movie for sci-fi uh because you know it, it has had a lot of uh influence on on the sci-fi films that came after it right and and it's also i think one of one of the few movies that's kind of broke broken free of the sci-fi reins that have held that held sci-fi movies down like you gotta think star trek if someone says oh i'm a trekkie you go oh okay they're they're a bit you know they're a bit geeky bit nerdy they're 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 that that type of guy but if someone says oh i'm a fan of star wars you go that guy's cool you know he has taste (laughs) and he's probably handsome (laughs) I I don't know that I think that. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't think I don't know that I've ever thought um, that. But I understand what what you mean. Like it, it Star Star Trek is uh, is typically um, like when you think about a trek a trekker, you generally or a trek trekkie. I don't think they trekkie. like that term. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think they like that term. I think they prefer trekker. I don't um, care. They're trekkies. No anyway. one cares about Trekkies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, typically the thought that comes to mind when you think of uh, think think of a Star Trek fan uh, is you know somebody who's kind of awkward, probably has um, really large teeth. I'm thinking <laughs> lots of lots of acne, uh, uh, a pocket protector, glasses that are taped up. Yeah, well, you know that's that's really cliche, but definitely the big. Th- Thick rimmed type type things. Probably the glasses themselves are probably about an right. inch or so thick. You know, so it it that's the sort of person that you think of. Whereas, and I I might be slightly uh slightly biased by the movie um fanboys, um which is a comedy about a comedy movie, comedy road trip movie about a bunch of guys and. Veronica Mars, who go across uh, the country to break into the uh, the uh, Lucas mansion um, and uh, steal the print for episode one, like it, before it was released. Okay. Um, if only they had known. Anyway, point was, uh, the... the th- what I think of when I think of... of like of Star Wars fans is, I don't know, like really slobby comic book guy, comic book guy, (laughs) comic book guy from the Simpsons. Um, That's who I think of when I think of, uh, when I think of Star Wars fans. I don't know that that's a better thing. (laughs) It's definitely a different thing. That's true. It is. It is different. But then I, I feel like you might, I think you might feel differently because you are a Star Wars fan. That That is very true. But I, th- I think the overall point we're trying to make bef- before we got into um, ins- insulting the different camps uh, <laughs> was, was that Star Wars uh, has definitely become a lot more, like it's definitely it's mainstream. Right. Like, yeah, it's it's it definitely is. And here's the thing. And I'm I'm going to use this opportunity to to kind of explain my feelings on Star Wars and why I don't like it um, or why I don't think it's... I guess it's not so much that I don't like it. It's more that I don't... I don't think it's as special as it actually, you know, seems to be. Right. Um, as far as a movie is concerned, like, if if you if you line it up with any other movie, it's just a, sci- like it's just a, sci- a sci-fi movie. Granted, it was uh, the first, one of the first to combine, you know, those classic story structures like the hero's journey uh, with, you know, sci-fi and, you know, to take sci-fi into that new, you know, space opera type uh, type area um, that had, you know, previously not really existed. Um, but it's just, a, like, it's just a movie. It's it like, other than that, it's 
very unimpressive, I guess. The writing isn't, you know, crash hot. The acting is pretty wooden at so the best of times, except for um, Alec Guinness, I guess. And um, Harrison Ford. Come on. Harrison Ford is just as bad as the rest of them at, at times. Like, this is... I, I'd say this is... Like, this would be fairly early in his career. Like, he's babyface in this thing. Um, <laughs> or maybe they did, maybe they fixed him with CGI. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... like as, as just a movie. Like, if you remove it from, from the fact that it was, you know, it uh, changed things in, in the genre... Uh, and you know it had such a huge influence on on a you know almost an entire generation really uh it's it's an un- unimpressive film in my in my opinion um and i guess that's part of the reason why i don't really get into it because i never watched it when i was a kid i never got into star wars when i was a kid um perhaps to my you know, to, perhaps that's a bad thing. You know, maybe I would have been a better person had I known, uh, had I ever watched Star Wars when I was a kid, but I, I, I never did. Um, and so when I first watched it, which was, uh, I think I was roughly 20. Um, so, I mean, it was still a few years ago, but it wasn't something that I, I held any sort of great fondness for which I think a lot of Star Wars fans do. Um, and so it's one of those things like, have you ever gone back and watched like some of the cartoons that you used to love as a kid, like TV cartoons? Like, for instance, Inspector Gadget. I went back and I've got the first season of Inspector Gadget <laughs> on DVD. And oh my God, it is an awful show. Like, it is not, not like awful, like it's a horrible, you know, they're horrible people and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, it's just not good, but I used to love it when I was a kid, and I still love the the concept of it, you know. And so I, I hold that special place in my heart for it. Uh, but it's not like it's not because it's a great show. It's because when I was a kid, I thought it was a great show, and I continue to think so because of the fact that you know it held such a important place for me when I was when I was younger. Well, you know, I I, I get what you're saying, and um. I think it's one of those things like I'm pretty sure I saw it when I would have been like seven. So it was probably one of the first, you know, sci-fi things that I'd ever seen, Um, which which I think is probably important as well, because I I think you see that and then you realize all the other ones you've seen the rest of your life. You you, you start to go, oh, they did that because, you know, it's like that scene back there that 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 was the first place they did that kind of thing. And now they're doing it here. Um, And you also get. I get when, when watching it young, um, it's more than just, I guess it's, it's more than just the movie. It's, it's, I guess the universe the movie's in. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not just, you know, when, when you're, when you're young, it's not like you just watch the movie and turn it off and you go, oh, that was fun. You go, oh, you go, now I'm Luke Skywalker and I'm going to go, you know, attack my friend with a lightsaber. And then, you know, a tragic accident, your friend gets cut in half and, you know, all sorts of terrible things. But that's part of growing up. I, I was thinking that you were beating somebody up with a stick <laughs> or something, you know. Cutting somebody in half is slightly worse. Gosh. Well, I don't know what you got up to in your childhood, Bean, but that that that's not my sort of uh, fun. Well, it's because you didn't have any lightsabers when you were a child, Jelly. No, I had other cooler things. There's no such like no such thing. Like Ghostbusters, not not the movie Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, which were awesome. Jake, Ed, and Tracy. <laughs> oh yeah. But yes. So let's. Oh no! Sorry, there is one more thing that I guess watching it as as you know as young as possible that helps with as well is that one of the the great things about this movie, well, I guess for its time, was the special effects, and it's it's something that we we just take for granted now that you know oh I see a sci-fi movie I'm going to see good special effects, but sure. like back then like you know if you put yourself in the set you know late seventies you would have walked into that movie with your mind blown gone. I just saw, you know, another space, a spaceship shoot down another spaceship and then explode. And some guy went flying in circles, you know, like and And that's part of the thing, right? Because it, it, it broke so many boundaries uh, for sci-fi, the sci-fi genre because of 
the type of special effects that they did and things that had never been seen um, really before. But and and maybe this is because I've kind of now experienced the fact that the the movies, like even the new movies, were crappy special effects, and not just like crappy special effects considering them, you know, now they were crappy special effects for their time. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's why I consider uh maybe that's kind of taints my view of the original the original trilogy um a little bit as well because you know because the special effects are even worse, but you know, because they were filmed, you know, much, much earlier. But that being said, like I, I was watching and you're you're gonna hate me for this because but but Look, I'm just going to put it out there. These are the only copies that I have, or rather, have access to easily um, until they you know make them properly available for you know digital download. Because I ain't buying no Blu-rays. <laughs> um, I, I don't even have my Blu-ray player plugged in anymore. <laughs> I've got like five Blu-rays and nothing to play it in. Play them in. Um, so, so I watched uh, the ones that I watched over the last. Um, uh, the ones that I've watched, the ones that I watched uh, were th- they were edited. Uh, they were they were re redone, retouched, remastered, re CG'd, and not in a way that I kind of I kind of like. And I think we've talked about this before. Um, the Star Star Trek. Um, the original series, as they've been bringing them into like remastering them and bringing them into. Uh, onto blu-rays and stuff like that um they've been they've been touching up the cg on them um, not by adding new stuff or anything like that but by re i guess redoing some of the stuff so that it is um better quality like redoing some of the special effects like you know oh my god there's a big gas cloud coming for us and that rather than you know using the shot what they've done is remade that shot and reinserted it so that it looks um you know so that it's it's nice and clean and the and it's you know the, the shots of the ship and stuff like that look so much so much better than what they did did in the original version because of that um but they didn't add anything to that like they didn't change the movie in that way right they just they just improved the quality of it which is what remastering is um, all about star wars on the other hand uh what they what they've done is all they've done is just added stuff like they haven't like none of the original special effects have been updated like all the ships that you see flying around none of them are cg they're just they're still all the like the old school models which are really really impressive like even now some of those shots of the spaceships and stuff look insanely like insanely good but what they've done is they've added certain bits with CG, and it's so, you can tell, you yeah. can see it. Well, in um, and it looks so bad. Uh, I think it was '97 is when they first came out with the special edition of of Star Wars. Um, so right. that, that's when he first, when George Lucas first said, "Oh, I want to, you know, add more ships to this scene, and I want to have a dance number and." You know, oh, yes, stupid things like that. I remember that. Well, of course, the the most famous being the you know Greedo, who the Han shot first controversy, right? Because they've they've changed it yes. around yes. so many times. Actually. Yeah. So for for those you don't remember, it's seen first movie, pretty much right after you you you, you meet Han Solo for the first time. Greedo, the bounty hunter, comes up to him, kind of threatens him, says, "I'm going to take you into Jabba, and I'll take you in dead." And in the original original, so that the theatrical 77 version Han shoots first. And that's right. You know, to me, it's important because it kind of sets up Han's not a, a good guy. You know, like he's not, he's not willing to be shot at before he, you know, before he fires back, he's more than right. willing to take the first shot. And then yep. in the 97 re-release and version since then, they've essentially made it. So Han shoots afterwards and I, th- I think with the, with the the Blu-ray version, which is the one that I I watched, um, they've made it so it almost happens at the same time. You know, yeah. so it's like, oh, I see you're about to pull the trigger, so I'll pull the trigger, like that kind of thing. But not not the yeah. I'm just going to shoot you to get it over with. Yeah, and like it's it's, and I mean not to go into this t- the whole that whole thing too much, 
it does really kind of it it makes the the series as a whole seem um fluid and not in a good way like in a in a bad way because you know eventually there you know works of art come to a come to a, a completion i think um um you know you, you didn't see uh, van gogh finishing a painting then go and then you know coming back to the you know coming back and touching them up as uh, every every few years right um oh no i i think i want to change this flower's color or something you know they they were they were complete and i think um i think that that's the same that sort of thing is the same thing with movies i mean granted we do this whole thing with remastering to you know bring them into the you know into the digital age so that we you know, can actually stand to watch them um, because, you know, the quality uh, typically because it, it degen- like because it's on film, it degenerates and stuff like that. Um, so it's not even as good as it was in the movies. And even when, if, if, even if it was, it's still not as good as what it would be on today's technology. So they, you know, they go in, they touch things up and fix the sound and remove any artifacts and stuff like yeah. that to make it, uh, you know, to bring it, to bring it back into the, you know, in, into pristine condition. That sort of stuff is good because that's the sort of stuff that we still do today on, you know, on paintings and stuff like that. You have people that are specifically, the job is to, you know, fix, like to keep paintings looking fresh. They don't repaint them. Yeah, they're, they just, not, they're not alterations. They're... No, they're not alterations. They're just they're just fixing, you know, things, you know, age, the aging that that is that happens to paintings. Um, and remastering is exactly the same thing, but adding to a film like the way that George Lucas has done with the with the original three uh, is is not a good thing. I don't I, I don't think, and I think they are worse films because of it, <laughs> which is saying something. Because you know, given that I don't, I'm not really into the the films uh, in, in the first place. Um, the all the additional stuff. It's distracting and it distracts you from what's going on, um, and I feel like I feel like that uh, that that's you know detrimental to the to the experience yeah. as a whole. Well, it's one of those things that I, I remember when the the prequel trilogy first came out, and like I was talking to friends, and, and one of the things we said is that if you notice the CG, it's not good CG, and yeah. and that's that's the issue with this the the original that's the issue with the prequel trilogy and with the re-releases is that you notice the cg like you can tell where things have changed because it doesn't fit with the rest of like the, the rest of the scene like um we mentioned the dance number in return of the jedi when you when oh, you go yeah. to java's palace and like it goes on for way too long and it's it's a it it's really a cg does. alien you know dance you know jumping around dancing um like it felt like like he said, you know, you know what these movies need? They need something that reminds them of Jar Jar Banks. Let's put that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really, I really do feel that that's the, that's the sort of thing. Yeah. Like, um, to be, to be fair, to be fair, I, I feel like this is the sort of thing that we you could have seen coming um, by the time that we watched the third film. Um. Because you just have to look at a lot of the CG stuff that they have added, you know, aside from like dance, the dance number and, uh, you know, entire scenes like the one, like the one that they added to the original film where, uh, Han goes to meet Jabba. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, to, so that they could have, like, they, sh- they could have, um, the bounty hunter guy, what's his name? I can't Boom remember. Fat. Who cares? That's well, him. see that that um, was at least um, that one was at least filmed. Like that was that was an original scene, but they they just yes, didn't have the they, technology to insert right. the Jabba costume thing into that scene. Yeah. So at, at least things with that you can go, okay, you know that that was a, you know, you wanted that you obviously wanted that scene in there in the very beginning and just didn't have the technology to do it. You know, it's it's the same way. It's right. the same way when they they added. If they add more ships to the battle just to make it look more like less like it's three ships on a million, you go okay now it's six ships versus a million, but like just to fill up the yeah. thing. It's I I think both of those are different than the, you know, let's completely change. Yeah, 
or like, oh, we'll just keep it what it is. Very different than the let's add a, da- a dance number. <laughs> but the other thing that they have have been like they they add um, with the CG stuff is a lot of little kind of I don't know like background jokes if that makes yeah. sense. Like they'll have lots of little kind of slapstick moments um, that have been added like of aliens doing silly things and hitting each other and stuff like yeah. that in is I, I think in one of the films there's like a st- a stormtrooper gets thrown off of a like a big creature thing I, c- I can't remember um that might be in the prequels I don't it's it's hard to tell they they just all blur together for me uh, <laughs> um but they they add lots of little slap those you know aliens sla- slapping each other and stuff like that and it's that sort of stuff that really I, I feel like it distracts um, because it's it's unnecessary, um, and that sort of stuff we could see coming because you just have to look at the the Ewoks in in the in the uh, uh, the Return of the Jedi yeah. because they do a lot of the same stuff, and that's original movie like that's like that's part of the original movie. It's not added. Um, but they do a lot of kind of slapstick, not maybe not quite to the same uh, extent, but there is definitely some of that um, stuff in there. And I feel like I feel like it does. It really does kind of detract, uh, d- distract from the film, and distract from the story a little bit. It, well, it, it, it's it's the movie equivalent of you're trying to take a picture of a beautiful landscape, and some guy just walks in front of the screen. Like yeah, and, 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 and you, it's it's the movie equivalent of a photo bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and the problem is, you notice that instead of what you're supposed to be paying attention to. You know, it's it's not right. it's not look at that beautiful city that they've that they've you know created with with you know the you know the photo angles and the the C, the proper CG. It's no, no, it's it's the alien falling off the 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 alien horse. And and getting you know holding onto the reins and not being able to get back on, ha ha ha! I'm gonna know the whole the scene before and after was serious. Why do you need that there? Yeah, <coughs> it's it's just an odd thing to like. It's an odd thing to do, um, and I don't feel like it's I, I don't feel like it's good for the film. And uh, I mean, I guess it's one of those things where the audience for this like for these films is so large anyway that he. F- felt like you could get away with anything and that they wouldn't like they wouldn't necessarily care um i mean they care but they still got like it doesn't make anybody love star wars any less because like i said it holds that special place in their heart even even though it's they're not great films yeah it's it's just not it's not really the sort of thing that should should be um should be done it's not the done thing beat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so, all right. So, so I think we can both say, um, Return of the Jedi is not our favorite, but which, which one is yours? Okay. So Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi is definitely not my favorite. And it's very, for a very specific reason. Um, Return of the Jedi has the whole sequence in the, on the, uh, forest moon of Endor. Did I get that right? Yeah. There's a whole sequence where they're flying, they're riding those like speed bikes or whatever it is through the trees. I can't, I can't actually watch that. Like it's physically impossible for me to watch it because if I look at the screen, like my eyes feel pain. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really odd sensation, and I can't like I, I literally have to like look elsewhere and do it. So I'm very glad I didn't go and see that in the cinema because that would have. Uh, that would have just ruined me for life. Um, <laughs> it would have broke me. Yeah. So I, but that that's and this that's the main reason why I don't like it. Like that particular film. Like that's the reason why it's my least favorite. Because out of all the films, it's also the one that causes me physical <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> uh, the other ones are just emotional discomfort. <laughs> this one's physical. So my fate you you want to you want to ask me what my favorite movie is? Yeah. Look, I think the original. I I honestly think that the original is the best of the movie. Ooh, maybe the second one because oh, no, it's hard. 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I'm gonna stick with the original because that was my gut feeling. And you know what they say, you can gut feelings. Trust <laughs> you trust them. Trust those gut feelings. Right. Because that's the force. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think anybody says that. But yes, I think the force is telling me that the force is strong with the first movie. Well, you you started off the podcast by saying you've been seduced by the dark side, so maybe you shouldn't be trusting your feelings. Maybe you should have gone with The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the first one. I, I feel like I feel like that is uh, in my mind the uh, the most well rounded of the films. The second one was clearly designed to lead into the third, but the like the first was kind of designed as a like it was written as a as a singular film i mean he kind of had i think he knew where he was he wanted to go with it but the way that the film was done was that it had a proper like a proper structure it was it you know we got to the end and we felt uh satisfied right whereas i don't think that you get the same feeling from the second movie well see i think i think you get a different feeling from the second movie but but i think the problem is is that you would have gone into the movie knowing full well what the twist at the end was going to be. Yeah. And like, I think if you put yourself in a position where imagine it's your first time seeing the movie, you've never heard about star Wars and you get to that point and he goes, Luke, I am your father. And he's there. You just, you'd flip out. You'd go, what? What? You know, you flip the desk over in front of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some of that action. Yeah. And, and then, and then you, like, you'd essentially, you'd be, you'd be quoting Luke, you'd go, it's not true. <laughs> it's impossible. And your face would do that weird contorting that his does. <laughs> it can't be true. <laughs> Search your feelings. And then you'd jump down a, sh- uh, a, a shaft. And- I just, I just, I just jump and then suddenly, and somehow, magically kind of get like blown, I guess, towards the edge yeah. and magically into a small opening where I would... Th- you know, come to a come to a stop like perfectly without inj- without any further injury. Yes, that, that's um, the force, Jelly. Oh, is that the force? Is I don't know. The, sure. <laughs> see, I've uh, well. Here's the thing, right? Because um, at no other point in these three movies that I can think of has like they use the force for many, many like for moving objects. Right. That's that's typically what you see a lot of in the, in the movies. I mean, there's the whole. There are other aspects to it, sure, but there's the whole telekinesis bit um, that is kind of like you know they've got the force, you know the force is strong with it because they can they can lift the car with their mind or with the force, I guess. <laughs> and they move objects like there's plenty of you know there's rocks that move around. There's uh, Yoda lifts the spaceship thing out of the out of the swamp. It's got a special name. I can't remember it. What the spaceship? Yeah, X-wing. A, I guess it's an X-wing. No, no, no. That wasn't me oh. asking you. That was me telling you. It's an X-wing. <laughs> I guess. Um, you you got to remember who like you're talking to. I feel like I feel like they called it something else. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll trust your I'll trust your knowledge as you should. Yeah. The, the, the point is though that you know they move around a lot of objects. There's that whole scene at the end of the second movie, I think it is, where. Luke is yeah it is it's where Luke is fighting uh Darth Vader and Darth Vader is like just I guess playing dirty and just throwing it, other objects yeah, at him it's the, like the yeah, I'm not going to fight you but I'm going to throw I'm going to throw everything that's not bolted down in this entire room uh at you and then one one thing goes through the through the window I guess and all hell breaks loose yeah. but the point is lots of objects but at no point in the entire trilogy and possibly even the prequels does anybody move themselves with the force well actually uh luke does in the second movie so the the, right before that the scene you were talking about do you remember when vader knocks him into the carbon freezing chamber and flips the switch uh right so he exactly he jumps out yeah yeah and you're saying that's the yeah yeah that's the telekinesis thing yeah, it's, it's essentially okay. using, use. It, it, I guess it is. A, I guess sort of everything can be boiled down to telekinesis. You know, 
because it's it's him moving his body with his mind, you know, faster than he could normally. But, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that when you think about who it is you're watching in the movies, like the four, you know, that's why people do like the force is this great thing. But you have some kid who's, you know, just learned how to use the basics. You have a, a Jedi master who's pretty much dead. You have another one who's who's super old, like, you know, you, you know, another one who's old one who's been living in the desert by himself for a while. So he's not exactly at peak form. And then you have another and one who who's, by this time is dead. Yeah. And then you have the, the last one is, is Vader. Who's, who's half a robot anyway, mm. you know? So like none of those are, are like, you know, peak, uh, fighting form and power at, at peak power level. So that's why, like the, that's why in like in the books and the video games, you always have these, like these really crazy abilities. You can, you know, Oh, I'm just going to throw this lightsaber over here and jump, you know, 50 meters in the air and grab it and shoot lightning out of my hand. And then, jump down and do this it's well you know because you're you know i guess you're at your peak as opposed to this where everyone's either just starting or at the end <laughs> yeah mm. sure no you no you, you're right Every, all, all the people that uh have the force i guess who the force is with i don't i don't really know what's it what's a phrase there i don't know um yeah they're, they're all kind of at the edges of of the of the spectrum, not not in you know in the best in this best part. But that being said, like there is plenty of there's plenty of stuff that happens that's really good. And I think one of the things that people that I've heard a lot of uh, regarding the prequels um, that people really don't like is the whole thing where I think it's Yoda is fighting somebody I can't remember. In like a cave or something, and he's bouncing around off the off the walls and, and yes, when he, like he, he fights, um, I think in this in episode two he fights. Does he, does he fight? I think he might fight Sidious. No, not Sidious. Um, Tyrannus, uh, Christopher Lee. These names mean nothing. C- Christopher to me. Lee, Count right. Dooku. How about that? Okay. I was just trying to remember his Sith name. Like he fights him, and then I think in the third one he also. F- and so he fights, I'm pretty sure he fights him, then he fights some stormtroopers in the third one, and he also fights uh, the Emperor Palpatine. Right, but there's a whole thing where he, that there's a fight that's in like a cave or something, I feel like. It's been a while since I watched them. And he bounces around and he's jumping around, it's, it's crazy, it's all done with CG obviously because there's no, no way in heck that they would be able to get a puppet to do all that, that sort of uh, nonsense. Um, I mean, they're, they're good with puppets. You know, the uh, the the puppeteers behind it, um, who I think were from the Jim Henson Company, like pretty much every puppet in every movie is. Well, I mean, Yoda um, was voiced by Frank Oz. Yeah, Frank Oz. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know anything about the actual like the the world and and that sort of stuff, but I know all the actors' names. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's Frank Oz, which is which is why Yoda sounds a bit like Kermit. See, I I'd, I want to say Fozzy Bear more than Kermit. <laughs> or maybe maybe if you like combine Fozzy Bear with Kermit, then you would get because you know you get the green, but then you also gonna kind of get the the random fuzz uh, that Yoda has all over him, right? Um, and maybe that's like maybe the com- combination of those two is is what we get how we get Yoda, a bear crossed with a frog. <laughs> that's everybody who wants to know what Yoda is. That's it, which is bog. Which is where he, you find him in episode five. Oh, I think we've, I've, I think we've uncovered the secret. We've come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and it, it surprises me, like in that first bit. Um, you know, and granted, I understand there's a reason. You know, he acts a lot like a Muppet. I'll be honest. Um, you know, the the way that he's acting about, you know, throwing stuff at, like getting into the food and stuff like that, and playing with a little light and being, you know, violent towards. R2-D2, he acts a lot like a Muppet, because that's what they do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they, they fight with robots. He's the Swedish the, He's the Swedish chef. That's where we get the kind of the, the talking bit from. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be good. But I think you were going to say something about the fight scene. Right. Um, so the fight scene, like the, the fight scene where he's bouncing up all, around all over the place, like it's the, the, the sort of fights that we see in these... Uh, in these first three films actually kind of do lend towards um, that being a legitimate 
thing because like there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of action, especially in uh, in the second and third one, where we actually see get to see uh, Luke do some uh, somewhat decent fighting maneuvers where he does like little somersaults in the air and stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, that, that sort of thing is, is obvious. Like it it makes it far more obvious that he's actually, um, you know, that he's doing things that are kind of out of the realm of what a normal fight scene would be like. Cause you would never see, like, it's not like you're ever going to see, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, think of a good movie. that has got lots of good fighting bits in it like yeah well for starters you wouldn't see that in in star trek um right because they slap it they slap each other <laughs> um you know and they and they use the two-handed kirk, kirk maneuver where they you know oh yes hold, make make you know make the double fist and yes the and, the arm triangle yes is that the technical <laughs> i don't know but <laughs> it's just that's how i remember it <laughs> The point is, is that the the fight scenes in in the Star Wars franchise, I guess, um, they they are very iconic to the franchise because you're not going to see them anywhere else because of all those little tumbles and somersaults and crazy. I'm going to throw my body over here and you know lightsaber you with my lightsaber. I don't know if lightsaber is a verb. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Someone's due for a lightsabering. <laughs> and that's probably our episode title. Lightsabering you with my lightsaber. Yeah. Um But yeah, so I mean I, and I think that's I, I think that was when when the when the prequel trilogy came out, I remember really enjoying that because like the fight scenes were so much better. Because obviously right. obviously they could put a lot like the actors were willing to do a lot more choreography and they weren't all like, you know, eighty year old men. Um, but yeah. also that, like that, that was part of it as well is that they were all younger in the movie as well. So that, you know, like they were supposed to be better at it and it wasn't just, I'm going to flail at you until I cut something off. Hopefully something yeah, of yeah. yours rather than mine. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you look at the first, if you look at the first movie, the fight scene, I mean, there's really only one actual fight scene in that. And it's almost a, um, like it's almost a duel more than a fight scene right because it's it's the one between uh obi-wan and um obi-wan and and darth vader and it's really like it's really just kind of like an on guard yeah it's it's fencing i'm going to uh, i'm gonna tickle you with my lightsaber (laughs) (laughs) are you the um the guy from futurama Uh, hayden is a bot yeah Yes. How deliciously we both, we both... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bathe in the finest oils. <laughs> I think we're getting really distracted right. right now. Yes, what were we talking about? Star Wars. Well, I meant what specifically in Star Wars were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. But look, let's let's uh let's kind of move on to some, some stuff. Um Well, I think we should move on to the best thing about Star Wars. And that's obviously Lando Calrissian. Why, hello there. I'm Lando. <laughs> Welcome to Cloud City. Would you like to try some you belong, Colt 45 liquor? You belong with us in the clouds. <laughs> slimy, slimy, slimy. No, no I prefer suave. <laughs> I'm going to go with slimy. Slavy. <laughs> so, through the whole—well, not through the whole thing, but through much of the thing—we've talked about a couple of different uh, approaches to Star Wars, I guess. Uh, different approaches to Star Wars um, in the past on the show. We've talked about uh, the Machete Order, and we've also talked about how the uh, how the prequels should have gone like how how they should have been how they should have been written uh and performed i guess so for those of you who don't know machete order uh is a, a slightly different and it, it's one of these things where if you it, it doesn't really make a lot of uh make a lot of difference for uh the way that i guess um 
the, you know, if if you already know the the twist endings and stuff like that, it kind of doesn't really uh, add a lot to it. But I feel like the thought the thought came to my mind as I was watching a lot of these things that um, the Machete Order has a lot of benefit to it, um, and not just because of you know keeping the spoilery like keeping the you know the good reveals to the best bits, but in a story building sense as so, well. So now just just to clarify, is that that's four, five, one, two, three, six? Or is that different? Y- yes, I think that's the one. Yeah. I think true machete order skips one. And it's just four, five, two, three, six. Because who really needs to watch one? It's it's a pointless film. Well you need to at least watch the fight scene. The just, just go, you know, go, find it on. You can just find it on YouTube. That's good enough. The fight scene. The um, Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul. So, there is an alternative order. The alternative order is is four, five, one, two, three, six. Um, but machete order is it drops out the one. Like it, it actually you lose the one because. And I'm gonna add this. Uh, I'm sure that many people have probably seen this page already. Um, but I'm gonna add it to the thing. It, it explains why you don't need to watch one in order for the rest of the f- the franchise to make sense. Um, and how by doing so you actually uh you actually improve the the viewing of the film uh in many ways in many respects. But I do like that fact, right? Because the whole idea, the whole idea of of finding out like of you know following Luke's journey, finding out that Darth Vader is his father, and then going back and finding out how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, uh. And then going back to, uh, and then going back to the story, and you know, and basically finishing the story, like finishing the arc that you know that these characters have kind of, you know, come around because, uh, you know, you get the you you get this kind of nice feel to it in in that in that aspect, I think, um, because you get you know four and five is the story of of Luke becoming a, a you know a Jedi. And you know, coming to his training and you know, meeting his father, I guess. Uh, and then, yeah, two, two and three are the story of uh, of how a Jedi, like a a Jedi Knight, uh, became you know, became you know, got seduced by the dark side and uh, and became you know, Darth Vader and became you know, a, a powerful, I guess, Sith. He's a Sith Lord, yes. I think which which one, sorry? Darth Vader is he? He's a Sith Lord, yeah. yes. Yeah, it, it's well, they keep calling him Lord. Yeah, it, it's Lord. it's kind of confusing with with Sith Sith rankings. Yeah. Um. Anyway, beside the point. Uh. But you you know you get to see that how that how that kind of happened, and then at the end of the trilogy, you get this wonderful redemption kind of uh bit for for Darth Vader as he you know as he uh embraces the good in him and you know and saves Luke from from the emperor and stuff like that spoilers um <laughs> <laughs> so you know I, and I feel like that that's that's a really good uh that's a really good uh, kind of a story thing and I think that the uh, the the reason that I bring up the you know the how the how the movie should have gone which we talked about a few episodes back um, there was there's a seri- a YouTube series that where they uh, where the dude exp- uh, pitches I guess a an alternative storyline to uh, for for the prequels which I really like um, I really liked how he did that because uh, when we recorded when we first recorded that I actually hadn't seen it but I did go back and watch them at one stage and I was quite impressed. Yeah, um, I've, I've actually watched them a couple times. And when my brother came out here, I, I we like we sat down from the TV, I plugged in the computer. I'm like, all right, we're watching this. Like, you know, yes, it's a half. Hour, you know, it's I think it's like f- 15 minutes each, but I'm thinking it's so worth it. Yeah, no, they they were great. Um, and I feel like with that sort of with that sort of thing in them, uh, it it would feel like a much kind of I guess bigger film. I, I, and it's and it's not a like it's not a f- small franchise to begin with, and I th- I feel like adding all this sort of 
uh, all, all the sort of stuff that that was added in these uh, in these uh, pitches, I guess, uh, fan pitches. Like I don't, I don't know what to call them. Um, the the way that they took the storyline made a whole lot more sense, added a whole lot more. Uh, and I think that in that case, like the machete, not the machete order, but like the alternative order where you watch the four, five, one, two, three, six would make a lot more sense, uh, would still make, you know, plenty of sense because you still get that nice arc of, you know, we're going to follow Luke for a bit and then find out how Darth Vader came to be and then right. you know, end, and then end with that kind of resolution of, of who these two characters are. Um, I think that, I think that works really well. Um, and I kind of wish that that's like, I feel like if that's how the films had gone in the first place and that's how I'd watch them in the first place, I might have more appreciation for the franchise as a whole. Uh, and who knows? I'd be, a, I might be, a, end up, might've ended up being a Star Wars guy. <laughs> how terrible would that have been? I look, I don't know. What, how how do you feel about this sort of machete order or alternative order? Yeah, well, you know, the machete order, it, I can't say from experience because I never actually watched it in that order, but I think that it, it actually seems interesting. Um, and, and I think you're right. I think if, if you had never seen it, that would probably be the way to go. Assuming you can you can get someone to sit down for, you know, five to six movies uh, in a short period of time. But yeah, like it's it's one of the things like, so yeah, you're right. Like so you get you get four and five. You get you get Luke's kind of rise to being a Jedi, and you get you get the surprise Luke, I am your father. And then it goes back and it says, well, how did how did his father go from being his father to Vader, where he right. he murders younglings. He's so evil. Yeah, he's so evil. Um, in, in looking up the uh, machete order stuff, uh, I just quickly went to the guy's website, uh, and he brings up something that uh, I think we can't condone, but we can put it out there in case someone else wants to, and that's the despecialized editions of Star Wars. So, uh, what does that what does that mean? Well, what is can't condone, but we'll put it out there. Or what is despecialized? No, no, no. What what are the despecialized <laughs> uh, editions? Uh, essentially, this guy whose name who goes by the name of Harmy, H A R M Y, has made Blu-ray versions of the movie without all the George Lucas edits. Interesting. So he's gone from. Oh, I'm to, let me see if I can pull up a list of like all his like all the sources that he's pulled the video and, and audio from. So he's got the so uh, so obviously he has the original Blu-ray. So the or sorry the Blu-ray with all the edits. Then he's got the uh, DVD, the, the like the theatrical release DVD that came as like a bonus disc with the DVD release. Um. Then he's got the the uh, the special edition that came out in 97 then he's got you know film cell scans um he's got like 16 millimeter print transfers for certain things like you know so he's got he's got a lot of things that he's pulled from and then from there he's also gone and made you know color corrections and tweaks and stuff like that that's impressive yes yes it is a lot of work yes and i'm pretty sure he's done it for all three of the original trilogy at this point um right but it is uh, like it is. A, it is a lot of yeah, okay. So, okay, so you'd have to download it because it's not like it's not something you can legally go in and buy in a store. And it's something sure. something like eighteen gigs, I think, worth of downloading at this point. So it, it's it's definitely a um, it's a it's a heavy thing, and it'll fill up quite a bit of a hard drive. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're Blu-ray, Blu-ray quality movies. So, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Mm. But it's a way if you want, it's a, essentially it's a fan edit, but a Blu-ray quality fan edit. Well, it sounds like he's put a lot of effort into it and more so. Uh, and even more than that, right? He's like, he's pulled, th- 
like a lot of sources like resources in order to make this happen um which is more than you can say for a typical fan edit of something where they you know might well like that you know it, it's typically not quite as um dedicated I don't know, like uh, yeah dedicated uh professional i guess uh, i mean i i have no idea how, of the quality of this stuff because obviously i haven't watched it but uh this does certainly sound enticing mm. Mm. <laughs> enticing it sounds yes yeah well you know it's what's one of those things like uh, i think this is neat but i can't when would i ever go i want to watch it but i want to watch this guy's version like it's it's unfortunately it's one of those things it's easier just to put in whatever version you already have well i mean that's the thing like if you go and you download it in like when you find out about it and then you have it for me here's the thing for me and this is this is why i'm so why i say i i watch the ones that i have because well i have them um yeah they're crappy i'm fairly certain they're dvd quality um like they're not great because i ripped them from dvds that i had the reason that i use those is because they are did like the ones that i i have them digitally on my on my hard drive right um but i'm not gonna go out and i'm not gonna i don't buy blu-rays or dvds anymore i just don't do it um as soon as i discovered digital movies like that's how i get all of my home movies now i i I don't i don't buy dvds or or blu-rays anymore i think i think the other day i think a few weeks ago um mel purchased on ebay a copy of predator on dvd for um for for their podcast so they could review it and like that's the only dvd that's the last dvd that we've bought in this house (laughs) for the past two or three years at least um I only I only watch uh I only watch digital stuff now and in order to get the, the fact of the matter is is if I managed, if I down if I downloaded this and I'm not saying that I'm going to or not because well I'm probably not because it's Star Wars and well let's be honest Star Wars um but that being said like if there was any way that I was going to watch Star Wars it would be this way um and it would be I think the fact that this guy's put so much effort into it is uh astounding yeah i mean like it's it's definitely a lot of time and i think he's on version 2.5 right so he just keeps doing it yeah that's yeah it's crazy it's crazy crazy cray cray double cray Mm, triple triple cray what yeah that's that's how cray it is but yeah like it's certainly something that you could uh you might check out if you were so inclined and weren't worried about lawyers coming after you. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the other thing is that, like, for me, I-, I need to have a DVD burner or a Blu-ray burner to actually get it onto a Blu-ray disc so I could put it on my TV. Yeah, that's that's why you need an Apple TV, man. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Get an Apple TV. Well, no, because I'm pretty sure your Apple TV can't play MKVs, can it? No, but I I convert them. So yes, but imagine how uh, long that conversion process would take for an eight gig file. That's all right. If I de- if I'm if I was going to download, take the time to download an eight gig file, and and then like I'm not going to really care about like a you know a couple of days to convert you know to have it sitting on on the computer just in the background converting when I'm not going. It's not like I'm going to go and watch it immediately. Like I'd be perfectly happy to uh, to download something like this and convert it uh, without a without a problem. And besides that, there are other ways of playing NKVs on your TV. Uh, you know, there are there are other ways. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've got to say to that. Well, I'll, I'll make sure that we. Um, I'll throw the link to the forum where Harmony stuff is talked about into the show notes in case someone not us of course because we would never do that in case someone else which is what is just interested for you know research purposes yeah we're not suggesting that you do this at all uh in fact we're su- we're strongly suggesting that you don't go and download these qual these uh amazing quality fan edits of star wars that have had all the crappy bits of star wars removed leaving only the the juicy 
good parts, if there is such a thing. <laughs> the the prime cut. <laughs> we're not we're not suggesting that you do that at all, and we're strongly advising against it. But just if you want to check it out and see uh, and see what we're talking about, well, we'll include the link in the uh, in the show notes. Uh huh. Because that's what we do. We include links in show notes. It's our it's our job. Um, part of it. So all in all, uh, and to kind of go back to the beginning, I understand that Star Wars has had a huge influence on not just a generation of people, but also on the movies that came after that came after it. Like a lot of a lot of sci-fi films and that sort of stuff. Um, you know owe a lot they it owes a lot to to uh to Star Wars and what Star Wars did um back in the 70s um and then Star, you know Star Wars actually owes a lot to Star Trek so you know it's all kind of all kind of comes back to you know back to the originals um and I think George Lucas has actually been quoted to say that Star Wars wouldn't have happened if Star Trek hadn't have happened which is crazy to think because if what if star trek had never happened we wouldn't have two of the biggest sci-fi franchises in the world i think you mean to say is we wouldn't have the two biggest sci-fi franchises in the world (laughs) (laughs) thanks uh thanks chatner you are welcome jelly so i i understand like and i understand that it's it's got it's had a huge influence on everything around it and I am so I am somewhat looking forward to the seventh film, which is coming out. I guess 2015. I think we talked about uh, late 2015. Yeah, yeah, December 2015. Yeah, I am kind of looking forward to that because, in the same way that uh, the the new Star Trek films made Star Trek seem uh, much more accessible to people, I guess you know the new star trek films made star trek seem like it wasn't just for the you know the geeky dudes that i described earlier with the glasses and the <laughs> acne you know that it it made it perfectly cool to have you know to, for for you know a regular people to go out and go out and watch um and they like they are loved and granted star wars probably doesn't need a lot of that uh a lot of that help because they already have the heart you know they have the hearts and minds of of geeks everywhere um or you know most of them anyway except for the except for maybe the trekkers trekkies trekker trekkies 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 <laughs> there we go we'll use that one uh so you know <laughs> it probably doesn't need a lot of help but at the same time i feel like the way that they're going about this might actually make it even more. Uh, it, it, he's hoping that it, it it makes good on the promises that it's you know that they've that they've brought and that it will actually end up being a good film and you know kind of bring the franchise uh, back to life, I guess, because you know I think it lost a lot of steam with the prequels. Um, yeah, bad as they were. <laughs> so. I'm kind of looking forward. So, in other words, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where they do this, and without a doubt, I'll be going and seeing it in in the cinema. Um, and I've only seen one Star Star Wars film in the cinema, and that was the uh, that was Episode One because I was dragged there by my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> I was dragged, dragged. I tell you, I'm pretty sure I've seen um, four in theater, at least four. Wow, well, I'm sure that. I'm sure that they've probably had like, uh, you know, rescreenings of four. They, you know, like they do with Indiana Jones every now and then, and Goonies and stuff like they're classic films. So they re they re rescreen them, I guess, every now and then, right? Uh, for for fans, um, and I mean, granted, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of them, and I don't, I don't think that they're uh, they're you know great films, um. You know, strictly speaking, they're not. Uh, you know, they're not films that would. You know, they they wouldn't win any awards for their writing, right. or their acting, or anything like that. But they are important films, and they are. Um, you know, they're they're beloved. I think is is probably the the correct term because, um, they mean a lot to people. Uh, you know, and and people uh, attribute 
uh, good things to them because you know they it helped them to find themselves, uh, you know, or help them to define themselves or help them to, you know through tough times and stuff like that. You know, people have all sorts of stories that they that they attribute to these to, to movies like this, um, and and I think that's a good thing. And I think that's a good, like, that is absolutely a good thing. So, uh, look, he's hoping that the new movie is good. And he is hoping that one day we, uh, Disney grants us the, uh, the privilege of having, uh, remastered, unspecialized, despecialized, no, they'd be unspecialized editions of the original trilogy. And they let people who, have spent the money to purchase the other Blu-rays, trade them in. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, sure, you can you can wish for that if you want. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But that's all I've got to say. Have you got anything that you'd like to say to wrap things up? No, I, I, think, I think we've hit all, all, all a good amount of points in our, in our discussion. And I think we both cool. know that I think it's great. And that it will always be great. And I ignore the bad parts of the both trilogies. <laughs> Indeed, and that's fine. That's fine. You're allowed. You're allowed to do that. I mean, you're wrong, but you're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, guys, if you would like to read about any of the stuff that we've used in the episode, any of the information that we've looked up, we've added them to the show notes because. Uh, we're just we're just nice like that. Um, if you would like to to uh, check them out, you just need to go to the website. Uh, the website is jellyandbean.co forward slash fifty four. If you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us uh, how Star Wars has influenced your life and uh, you know why you think it's great or why you think it's not great. Um, we'd love to hear about that. You know, it's, I think that's, that's a, that's a great thing. Um, and so, you know, get in touch with us. Uh, you can go to our website, jellyambean.co forward slash contact. And, uh, there's a web form that you fill out there and sends us an email and, uh, it may or may not use the force to do so. (laughs) It doesn't. It should, but forget I said that. You can also contact us individually on Twitter. Brandon is... Brandroid Attack B R A N D R O I D A T A C K and I am Jelly Bean Soup. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a great it's been a great episode as as always. It's always a great episode. I I always keep saying that, but it's you know it, it's we we have a lot of fun here sitting here talking to you and talking to you about a, a topic that is beloved by at least one of us <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's always fun to do so and it's always fun to have conversations about this sort of stuff and guys hope you're having a great holiday we will see you again in uh, a couple of weeks for our our second holiday special which is going to be all about movies coming up in 2014 so we will see you then the force will be with you always <laughs> <laughs> Bye.